How y'all doing, Warrior Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Warrior Pulse Podcast. I'm your guest host today, Reagan Harrell. Thank you, Weber Athletics, for letting me fill in today. Today, I am joined by our head athletic trainer here, uh, Tim. How you doing today, boss? All right, sir. How you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, Tim, uh, is there anyone you would like to give a special shout-out today? Yeah, I got to give a shout-out to the midget on the football team. Uh, who's that? The Mexican midget. The Mexican midget. Oh, you're talking about uh, Gilbert. Gilbert Delgado, <sighs> the little the little guy that has no hands, runs a mile a minute, has that crappy-ass car. <laughs> but yeah. I got to give a shout-out to him. I, You know, you got to fight for the, the underdog. For the underdog. Hey, you know, he, he works really hard. He, he always puts a smile on everybody's face. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh Getting into a little bit about you, Tim, can you tell us a little bit about your college life and before you got here to Weber? My college life? What do you want to know about my college life? Uh, well, let's keep this one PG. Okay. <laughs> my college life. Went to Ohio University, got my master's in uh, education uh, master's in education with emphasis in athletic training. Um, then I went to John Carroll University where I got my master's in education along with athletic training. After I completed that, um, I did a stint with the Cleveland Browns, and then I worked with uh, the Cleveland Clinic for five years. Uh-huh. How was your uh, time with the Browns? I mean, that's a. I mean, there's not many people here to say they work with the NFL team. How'd you? How'd you uh, like that? It was. Um, it was an interesting time. Mm-hmm. It was back in um, eighty nine ninety. So it was a long time ago. A lot of players uh, probably wouldn't even know who they were. It's been that long. But uh, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? Didn't like it. It was more of a, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I don't want to say fun, but it was a business. Everything had a dollar sign to it. Um, You had uh, um, the coaches, you know, if you had the, the star player, out or one that they were counting on and he was out well the player he doesn't want to go back until he's a hundred percent because there's no way he can make five million dollars a year doing anything else but playing football so he wants to be a hundred percent and then you got their agent who's on your case that his athlete or his player is not going back out on the field until he's a hundred percent because he can't make his commission off the player if he ain't making money then you have position coach, then you have coordinator, and then you have head coach that are on your ass about getting back out there too. Yeah. Because they can't win games or they can't do well if he's not out there. That means if he's if they're losing or if it's because that position isn't playing well, then the position coach loses his job, coordinator loses his job, then eventually head coach loses his job. Yeah. And then you have front office front office wants people back out on the field because if back then Bernie Kosar was the starting quarterback for the Browns if Bernie Kosar wasn't out there on the field you know that was the one that was selling the most jerseys and all that stuff and he was um, people figured if he wasn't uh, playing they were going to lose so they weren't ticket sales and all that stuff so front office wants you wants them back out there because again GM owners it's all that and then you have team physician now team physician is trying to walk the line between the player and 
um, front office mm-hmm. because now he can't hang his sign up on a thing saying he's a team physician for the Cleveland Browns if he upsets front office people because they'll get rid of him and find someone else. He wants to stay loyal to the players because then the players don't go to him. Mm-hmm. Now, back then, it was just guys were going and getting um, how can I say this second and third opinions on everything Mm. so then you had to travel with them you had to go to the doctor with them so it was them the agent you and you know it was just it was a lot and it just came down to a lot a lot of it was money plus I was there at a bad time because the um, head coach he knew if he didn't win the Super Bowl they were gonna he was done they were gonna clean house the veterans knew that they would probably be gone. Um, rookies were playing, the, you know, how much they had in their contracts. It, it just was one of those. So a lot of people may think that they want to play or work for an NFL team, but sometimes not all it's cracked out to be. <laughs> no, it isn't. Uh, uh, when did you get here to Weber University? Oh, I got here. I, I looked it up the other day. It was, I think, 2001, 2002, somewhere in there. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, that's about 20 years. Uh, I how would you say Weber has changed from when you first got here to now in 2021? I first got here, the football team was just starting. Um, they just did the fitness center. Uh, the fitness center used to be um, a, a gym. They just put the other the gym with the wooden floor in. So that was pretty. That was pretty new. But on the other aspect, that was. All it was all open, and where the training room is, that was a stage. Mm-hmm. Back then, they were big in um, what was it? Uh, I don't want to say hospitality, but it was the garment industry, uh, fashion design. Right. So they would put on two fashion shows here every year, and they would put the walkway out. They had chairs all in there and the whole bit. That's funny to think there's a fashion show here in Babson Park, Florida. Oh yeah, that's how that's how this place has changed. A lot of majors were dropped, um, things that weren't then going. But they uh, put the training room up there on the top of the stage, and then they put the second floor. It was all open up above. That second floor didn't go in until when they redid the fitness center. And up above, there was no coaches' offices above there. All it was was uh, two racquetball courts. Where those coaches' offices are up there, those are realistically racquetball courts. I mean, that just shows how far a university can change over the course of two decades. Well, uh, next question, where do you see Weber being in 20 years from now? Uh, that's Or your idea for what would you like Weber to be in about 20 years? That's, that's kind of a loaded question because of how I answer it, I may not have a job. <laughs> um, no. What's always kept me here is Weber is a diamond in a rough. Um, we just have to get administration on board to figure out what we are. Right now, the problem we have is we, we have no, um, I don't want to say direction. It's not that. It's we have no um, what we are. I mean, if you take a look at our athletic, our, our, our student population, and over 90% of our student population are athletes. I mean, I say we're an athletic school. What made you come to school here? Well, other than uh, football. Short answer, football. Football was the sport that got you here, right? Correct, yes. Our problem is is we get a majority of our student population comes here to play a sport. Mm -hmm. 
Now, I'm not saying we throw education out the door and all that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we got to take a look at what brings students here and capitalize on that. No one's coming, and I'm not being mean about this, and I don't mean this in a mean way or anything, but no one at first is coming in here saying, I want to be an accountant. I'm coming to Weber to be an accountant. It's I'm coming here to play football, or I'm coming here to play my sport and get an accounting degree. Exactly. So what I'm saying is we need to put the emphasis, I don't want to say all emphasis has to go to athletics, but... We need to be able to draw in athletes with better with athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have, and, and this is because of athletics and how our student population is. Our student population is all athletics, so they're practicing. They've got study halls. They've got classes. They've got games. They're busy. So regular campus life is different here from everywhere else. You don't have a ton of intramurals. You don't have a ton of groups. Um, You don't have um, Greek life. life. I mean, there just isn't enough time in a day for the majority of our student population to be involved in that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's always been nice. And for 20 years, I've heard this, that we need to get more non-athletes and it's stayed the same for as long as i've been here now are things going to change a little bit yeah they're opening up some new majors and they're still they're, they're doing that stuff you know um but i i really think that we need to take a look at and, and just come to terms we are not the harvard of the south mm. we're not known for our educational Excuse me, our education. I mean, our education here is great. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You're getting a solid education. But we need to emphasize what really brings student athletes here. Right. And to me, that is athletics. So if we would do stuff that had, that helped out coaches recruit more students here, mm-hmm. then that would help overall the whole mission, the whole idea of this campus. And I think if you give more opportunities for the coaches to go out and recruit better athletes, I think uh, I would assume most coaches here, they agree they want better student athletes and recruiting. Well, uh, well see, that comes down to that's 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 a loaded question mm-hmm. because I've seen athletes come in here that started in the Fresh Start program. And I don't know if you guys know what the Fresh Start program is. It's a program where students were – um, able to come in, but they had to meet certain criteria their first year. They have to, you know, certain GPAs and all that kind of stuff. They have to take fresh start class. These are people that didn't do well in high school. All right. Well, I have seen numerous, and I mean numerous people that went through fresh start that have gotten their masters here and that are having incredible careers and jobs. So it's not that it's getting better or smarter athletes we're a blue collar school i mean you take a look at our student population our student population no one's coming from i don't i'm not saying this in a rude way or anything 
but no one's coming from multi-million dollar families. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's you know, everyone's yeah. everyone's pinching the penny, scraping together to go to school. Mm-hmm. We're blue collar. We're just we we've got people that come here that are hard workers. They're going to come in, they're going to bust their butt, they're going to try to do the best they can with athletics, run it for as long as they can, and then get a degree with it. It's not that our athletes are stupid or dumb. It's not the it's not that. It is that we've got athletes that are talented, that are smart, and we we just need to capitalize on that. It's not that we need to go recruit these 4.0 students. That's not us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just we've got athletes that are just hard, hard workers. Right. Well, I mean, I think you. I, mean, I could not agree more uh, with, with your statement. I agree. Weber is a diamond in the rough. We have blue collar guys and girls working here, playing here, and I think that's who we need to continue to recruit. But uh, moving on and getting on to more of your athletic athletic training uh, background and what you think. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening wanting to know uh, about the great mind of Tim. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, great question I wanted to ask and something I've dealt with. I'm sure many have. Uh, when, when an athlete gets injured, uh, especially a long-term an Achilles, AC, excuse me, ACL, uh, you can lose a little motivation. You know, it, it sucks. You're going to be out for the rest of the season, potentially miss a part of the next the next season. Uh, my question is, uh, injuries, they're no doubt they're one of the worst parts about being an athlete. Uh, as an athletic trainer, how do you motivate an athlete that's in a long recovery process or maybe that it's a repeat injury? Um, it comes down to knowing your athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know your athlete, you can't help your athlete. Um, you need to know what motivates them to make them do what you need to do. Rehab is everyone thinks like someone gets rehab and they see them over on the side of the field working with us, you know, guys are out there in pads and all that sweating. They're thinking they got it easy. Uh, it's not that easy. No, it's no not. We're, we're making them grind. You know, they don't see the other stuff, what they're doing in the training room. They don't see what they're, what they're doing elsewhere. You know, it, it it's, a, it's a physical grind first and then it's the mental grind. And you got to know what makes that athlete tick. And if you don't know that, then you can't motivate them. You can't do things well. I can do, I can be one way with you and a, another way with another athlete because you're going to take it two to, totally different ways. I can be the drill instructor and hammer you and, and just be on your butt the whole entire time. But then I got the other one, I got to be with kid gloves. I've got to be, you know, doing you know stroking you know stroking their ego some that hey everything's good everything's going well blah 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 you know and it just it's just different on on those you know you just gotta know which which way the athlete ticks and how they feel right um i know this is a this question is a little uh kind of open-ended but what can an athlete do to kind of help minimize injuries, especially like a knee and obviously a concussion. You know, there's not too much you can do about that. But what can an athlete do to kind of uh, prepare uh, to prevent uh, major injuries in the knee? Is there anything that an athlete can do with that? Well, 
here at Weber, what our big, huge, uh, our biggest problem is, is our athletes' flexibility all sucks. Mm-hmm. All right, you take a look at most of our athletes, their flexibility is terrible. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to um, when you guys are stretching, you take it all as a joke. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just screw around time, you know, we're going to sit here and we're going to just muddle our way through it. Instead of really taking it as it's a true opportunity to get yourselves better, um, a lot of a lot of injuries can be decreased or e- eliminated if we had better flexibility and actually people took to warming up and getting ready for practicing games better. Right. So y'all um, stretch, stretch before your games, stretch before your practices. It means something. Quit all that jacking around. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. The other thing too is we've got strength and conditioning here, and we have athletes, we have sports that hate to go into it. And I mean, the only way we can eliminate or mitigate injuries is if we start getting athletes that are stronger. I mean, if you take a look at some of our athletes and, and what the sport is making them do and I'm not I'm gonna throw this one out and I'm not throwing this sport under the bus but this is one that I see the problem with is bowling um a tip a tip typically bowlers are not lifting in high school so when they get here lifting's all brand new to them mm-hmm. and the flexibility and stuff they're used to going to the bowling alley and bowling well when they come here now they're bowling much more than what they did in high school. They're doing a lot more rigorous bowling, where I mean they're bowling for longer periods of time because with Kegel and their center up over there, they've got bowling lanes now open to them almost all the time. So for them to go in there and bowl eight, ten games, or what they have is overload nights, well, A lot of our bowlers aren't ready for it. We'll have a lot of bowlers as freshmen and sophomores have a lot of problems and a lot of injuries. And then as they get to their junior, senior year, you see them taper off because they've gotten stronger and able to handle it then. Mm -hmm. And I'm not throwing that sport on the bus, but that's one that comes to mind very quickly. I mean, you take a look at some of our runners too. Um, Our track runners, cross-country runners, it's more on the track side because, again, they don't – run as much as they are now i mean when you go to high school track season it's in the spring boom done over with mm-hmm. here you're running all year long so now the pressure of them being running and now all of a sudden how many track runners did you ever see going to the weight room in high school now all of a sudden they're being thrown into the weight room and working out it's another sport that it's not used to what we put them under mm-hmm. so yeah i mean we 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 have we have a good here. We have a good athletic training staff. We have a good strength and conditioning. We have good weight room. If you take a look at most NEI schools, most of them don't have what we have right. in those areas. Yeah. I mean, we are we're we're a lot better off than a lot of schools, yeah. and now we're going to ask a lot more of them. Yeah. You know, so now we're utilizing those areas, especially strength and conditioning, where a high school kid, you know. Yeah, and I come from a Division two school, and we have a much better athletic training uh, center and uh, strength and conditioning weight room all around the program. It's levels above the Division two school I was at, and I can only imagine compared to other NAIA schools how much better Weber is than uh, than other schools. 
Uh, just to wrap up, I got one last question for you, Tim. Uh, what's your greatest accomplishment as an athletic trainer? Getting to wake up and see our beautiful faces every day is what oh, I would say. Uh, that, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's loaded right there. <laughs> there's some people I don't want to see their faces again. Joe. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Isn't it time for him to leave yet? That's been, I, think, I got a funny one. Uh, he has been here at Weber since I was a sophomore in high school, and I'm now a sophomore in college. So Yeah, there's just something wrong with that. Yeah. There's just something wrong with that. Joe needs to go. <laughs> um, no, uh my greatest accomplishment I I, I I couldn't tell you maybe well first of all being in the profession as long as I have I mean a lot of people do get burnout um, I actually really enjoy what I do I love what I do um, but I think one of my biggest accomplishments is what we started off with here I mean when we started football the only athletic training room we had was on the uh, on a stage so we worked every sport out of the stage, wow. uh, that training room here in the gym. Um, had the opportunity to claim some room up in the football where we could do that, and it's been a slow build every year. Buying a little more, doing a little different, trying to improve. I would say that's probably my biggest accomplishment is what we have now over the 20 years that I've been here. That's awesome, Tim. I can't thank you enough for being here on the Warrior Pulse podcast. And thank all of you, Warrior Nation, for tuning in. Uh, Love all you guys. Have a great week.